Hi guys, welcome to Untether.tv, your single source for deciphering the mobile experience. How do you like that? I'm here today with Ellie Schleifer, uh, the co-founder of a company called Director. He's based out of uh, Boston in the United States. He'll be on in a minute, but before I actually bring him on, I would like to talk to you about Patreon. I've set up a Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash untether. What I'm asking for is a dollar a month. Now, what Patreon does is it allows you who are listening or watching this to support content like this that I'm producing on a very, very, very regular basis. Doing this for four years. So if you feel value in any of this that you've received or this episode, the pressure's on here, um, I'm asking for a dollar a month. That's all it is, a dollar subscription a month. If you're feeling generous, you can you can actually go up to as many dollars as you want. Wow, that'd be great. But if you if you actually do it for $25 a month, you will get, I guarantee, this wonderful Untether branded mug and a bunch of other goodies. And of course, my undying love. So if you want to support this show, this entire website, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Untether. And I thank you for those who, that have supported me already and who will support as a result of this. Now, onto the show. I'm bringing in Ellie here. He's going to come in right now. Ellie's the co-founder of a company called Director. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-R.co. These guys are dedicated to making movie making as easy as taking a picture. Something they call point and shoot movie making. As I said, he's in Boston and we're going to be talking about how they came up with this idea, how they've been building this business and how mobile has really, really, really helped them innovate and disrupt the movie making business. Ellie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with Untether.tv. Oh, pleasure to be here. Excited to talk about it. Well, let's talk about it. You guys, uh, this has been something in your mind for a couple of years. Your product, your first version, the consumer uh, product came out 14 months ago, and you've just recently released a business version. First, in your own words, describe this great, great, great app. I've downloaded, I play with it, I love it. So describe it, please. So Director is really a, a storyboard-based movie-making app, and what we do is we help originally consumers and now businesses make you know video that matters easily for anybody. So what we're trying to do is democratize filmmaking for the planet, right? In the past, you had to be a professional filmmaker or you needed to dig into the nonlinear editor, the iMovies, the Avids of the world. And that, you know, that just takes what we call time, time, tool, and talent, right? You need to have all those three things and you can go make a great movie. And most people don't have any of those no. three things. So You're looking at one guy here who does, has none of those. <laughs> well, maybe time. Yeah. No tools, no talent. Sorry, continue. Yeah, so our big, so our goal is basically to democratize filmmaking so that anyone can make something that is a professional-looking movie without, you know, the traditional hurdles that you'd have to, you know, jump over. So this is this is an incredible undertaking, right? Because for photos, you know, it, it's a little bit easier, right? Because all you have to do is be able to take a photo and it's native to the app and everybody knows how to do that or native to the phone and add a couple of filters, a little place to upload it, a little socializing around it. A couple of hearts and and you've got this social network around photos but why why take on this task of movie making well i mean the i could i could step back and talk about the background of the app sure so my, my background is actually in photography video and uh programming so i studied uh film and have always been making movies my whole life and about two years ago i had uh our first uh our first child mia was born and i'm shooting her in the bathtub and i had this moment of realization that there's this beautiful movie to be made about, you know, your daughter taking her first bath. And I'm shooting all this footage. I literally haven't slept in three months. 
I'm like, when am I ever going to have the time to edit this together to make something beautiful? Because I don't want to just like take a clip and throw it up on the internet and everyone say, lovely, I, like, I want to make a memory, I want to make something beautiful. Um, and I realized I'm not the only person who has this problem, but there's a professional filmmaker out there who could have just made this particular movie, for Baby's First Bath, and I could just fill in the shots like a coloring book and have the same effect as if I went in and edited it myself. And you know, as a software developer, I was like, oh, I should go make that because that's what engineers do. We solve problems you know, with code. So that's kind of the genesis. It was literally a eureka moment since it happened in a bathtub. And uh, the director was kind of born from that concept. So when you, when you pitched this idea to other people, like so you leaned over to your wife and you said, hey, I got this great idea. And then you, you took it to other parents or other people that, that in, in your circles. What was their reaction to that? I mean, everyone was really interested in the idea because there's this, everyone has this tension knowing it's really hard to make movies and it's, you know, a classic black blank canvas sy syndrome, right? So you're looking at this, oh, I've got to make a movie. Okay, you have to know where to start, where the middle, where's the end, how am I going to edit it, how am I going to get the footage together? There's this, it's just this giant problem that no one wants to dig into. And anyone who's ever owned a VHS camera, or an 8mm camera, or a Super 8 knows that they can do the first part, getting a lot of footage, but actually turning that into something that someone would want to watch is a lot harder. Trust so me. We're trying I, know, to I know that pain. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I have two kids as well. So, like, you know, and I have twins. Uh, so they were born at the same time. Um, hence the hence the twins part. But uh, you know, I have I have hours of the same footage, right? Ridiculous, unsteady cams, and it's sitting there. It's sitting on a computer up in the cloud. Uh, not being touched, not being edited, because I know the pain that is involved in doing that. So I'm with you on this. It, you struck a nerve. Yeah, exactly. So that so we kind of knew we were onto something. We launched the app. We had some you know amazing coverage by the App Store last year. Director for Consumers was named one of the best apps of the year by Apple. And what we discovered is that literally by the thousands, businesses started to use Director, literally hacking our storyboard approach to making movies for their businesses. So they were making ads, they were making product tutorials with storyboards that were intended for birthday parties and for family vacations. And we said, this is not really the right, you know, obviously this is actually a great tool for businesses. They have to make movies all the time. They should be making videos all the time of products, tutorials, lectures, um, all that stuff. And they needed something that was tailored toward their needs. So we uh, decided in October to build a product that would be specific for businesses director for business and we just launched that January 9th and it is the same underlying engine of movie making for you know for the in the simplest form but on top of that we have storyboards that are tailored toward businesses as well as some features that are specific to businesses like uh, enhanced hosting uh, voiceover support um, and you know, kind of litany of other features that's that's really interesting, and I want to come back to that around your business model because I love the idea of these auxiliary services that you can offer, and and uh, maybe take a piece of that or as a referral fee. So let's let's talk about that in a second. But um, it only took you a couple of months to reshape what you had done for the consumer for the business. That's that's what I got to create the yeah, templates. Yeah, basically, exactly. Literally, we pit, we built the business app in from October to January. Wow. That was the entire launch plan. Um, as a small company, everyone, anyone could tell you, the smaller you are, the faster you can move. Uh, the DNA underlying the actual uh, engine is about 95% the same. So it's about building storyboards and building some additional features around the business offering. And then we made sure our web engineer didn't sleep for three months while he was building a <laughs> business website completely tailored to all those. 
that market. Yeah, because ultimately that has to be uh, very, very, very robust. Where the consumers, maybe there's a little bit of understanding of a lag. Consumers don't, or, or businesses don't don't want any of that. Right, paying customers must have you know the best support. So what was the impact? What was the impact of being featured as one of the top apps of uh, in the App Store? And uh, and I mean that obviously had a huge impact on on your on the visibility of the application. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just tremendous to be you know looked at you know favorably by the Apple uh, editorial team uh, at the App Store. Uh, it obviously drives a tremendous amount of traffic and awareness uh, about your product. Did that like uh, it's, it's interesting because you you got great coverage in a lot of the. Uh, technology magazines, journals online, um, you know, TechCrunch and those guys. Um, did did that come before recognition from Apple, or, or did that come after recognition from Apple? A lot of it was simultaneous, actually. Okay. So, you know, we had coverage in the press and also coverage from Apple. Did you have your like, you have a PR agent, or was this just you guys out there hustling? It was just hustling. Really? That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a unique enough product, right? That so you 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 know this is what I love about the mobile industry is that it takes something that at one point was a very big challenge, like even just getting your camera and getting out and getting the right shot, right? And you as a photographer know that. And I'm not saying that the these devices replace a great camera. I'm not saying that, but you know th that people always say that you know the best camera is the one that you have in your hand at the right moment at the right time, taking the right photo, right? So. It really has brought uh, camera taking or picture taking to an extreme level, and it's destroyed the entire camera industry for uh, processed film and all that kind of stuff. So you must have looked at this as, as this is the perfect, you know, moment where not a lot of people are attacking video. You know, you've got maybe Vine doing fifty or seven second or six second videos, and you got Instagram doing fifteen second videos, and a cap on Facebook for uploads. So, uh, you know, was this just the perfect mix, mobile, and the time was right, and people's acceptance of these devices as uh, as ways of capturing their lives? Yeah, it was really like a confluence of events that came together to make something like Director possible, right? You have a in your hand, you have a high definition camera that is connected to a high speed network, so you can actually move the footage off the phone, and then you have powerful enough processors that you can write software that you can interact with all these things in real time, right? Everyone knows video editing is high CPU intensive. Everyone knows that video takes up a lot of space. Once you have LTE networks with high def cameras, we kind of solve most of those problems. So it was really a an opportunity that only came about, you know, just now is the hardware really capable and the software capable of supporting this kind of solution. So for for you guys, why in your mind why is video so important? Like when we we're looking at these small screens now, for the most part, it's the first screen. So why 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 video? If you look at any of the analytics or any any of the data out there, everyone knows that video, you know, they say like a picture is worth a thousand words, while well, a video is worth a million words. You can literally uh, tell a story from beginning to end with video, and we are used to seeing those stories. Everyone has grown up watching television, watching movies. It's like the language of our, you know, not just our generation, but many generations prior. It's the easiest way to tell something. And when it comes down to showing a customer what how to walk through something, when it comes down to uh, putting a face to a product, introducing a new feature on something. Video is the best way to do that. If I type up three pages of text on that, no one's ever going to read it. But if I make a video that's 60 seconds long and say, hey, we're launching this new feature. Here's how you do it. Check it out. You know, Give us a call if you have any questions. People are going to watch that. Literally, people will click through you know, 2x more often on video than anything else. Yeah, and and you know it's the exact same reason why I do video for this. And and, and I, there was a great quote that I saw. It's like you, you know, um, uh, I love white papers. A quote that you've never heard ever, right? And, and I think that's right. 
if you can if you can do it with something like this but it's always been intimidating and i think that that's where this process comes in because you guys you do you have these great templates you have uh, you know um not only templates for what the outcome of the video is whether it's a birthday party or a product demo or a support video you also have these uh, you know these verticals that you start to think of so is it is this for uh, your youtube channel is this for an email newsletter is this for your social networks uh, you know displaying your social network is this for a direct you know uh email to customers so um you know, how did you how did you come up? Did, how did you segment all of these and, and be able to understand the intricacies from each one of these separate verticals for you know delivering video? You know, we went out when we were started to build the director for business product. We went out to local businesses, started serving our existing customers who are using it for business purposes, and say, "What are you interested in making? What are the videos you're you know? What are the stories you you want to tell with director?" And that's kind of how we built our original library with real customers telling their real stories of what they were trying to make. And right now, I believe the library is around 50 storyboards. Obviously, we will continue to scale those and in the future open up a marketplace for other filmmakers to make movies that could be you know, remade through our same tool. So the, the possibility to adjust all these verticals is, you know, is, is gigantic. There's just literally every single day we have new customers coming online from parts of industry that we never even thought of. You know, we have at the baseline, you know, we started out with just professional services, accounting firms, law firms, uh, small businesses, you know, someone who owns a laundromat, that kind of thing. But then we also have manufacturing firms that are saying, you know, we pump out all these different products. We want to show what's being made. We also want to get customer testimonials of our from our customers in the field. And that's another whole space. And then, you know, and we're just starting to start looking at, you know, specific verticals, you know, real estate, uh, manufacturing, healthcare, you know, and the list goes on. Uh, There's not an industry that doesn't need to make video, honestly. And every one of these places, even if they have a professional crew on board to make movies all the time, they also have content marketers now who need to tell a story every single day. Who need to be, you know, reactive to what's happening on the ground. And if you have a professional crew that's busy, you know, on a five-day shoot making a commercial, they're not going to be able to turn around for some small group and give them a video within two hours. With director, you could take it into your hands, and you're empowered to make something. Explain how it works. Like, so walk through the typical scenario where you would, you've got this, you download the application and you start, right? So you start with it with a, with an idea in mind of what it is that you're trying to produce and walk from there. And so if you have an, an idea of what you're trying to make, if you know you want to do an interview with a customer, you would fire up the app, you hit the plus button, type an in interview, or you go to that particular category, and you're going to see there a storyboard, which is going to be a list of all the shots you need to collect. And we like to think of this, it's literally like a coloring book, right? You can capture all the shots, you know, piece by piece. You can follow it perfectly and draw within the lines. Or, you know, you can take creative freedom and add additional shots, draw outside the lines a little bit, change what's being told. But what we're giving is, a, at, at the least, a skeleton for you to, you know, hang your, your footage on top of. We want people to know what they should capture. And we do a lot of work in actually building around a script. So as soon as you start a movie, we're going to send you a script for that movie. Because what we find is... Sometimes it actually hel it helps a lot to think about what you're going to say. So you're going to say to the person, okay, I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to ask you this question, this question, this question. I mean, to be honest, before we started this interview, you were like, here's what we're going to go through. Think about those things. So you're ready to answer them. And we find the same thing, obviously, when we're making movies. You need to tell your, you know, your, who, your subject, hey, here's what I'm going to ask you about. And they can formulate some thoughts so that they, you know, it can come out being maybe better on the first or second take instead of the 20th take. You know, a big part about digital video and about directors is that every single shot you can have as many takes as you want. Because the first time someone's going to crack, something's not going to work out right, no problem, just take another shot. 
and we try to make people just feel really comfortable that there's no gotchas and nothing's live. It's not live streaming. You're making a video, you can go back and edit it. And I think that's the important thing, but it, there's got to be some structure because most of these people don't know how to do this. And that's right. It's completely, it's, it's completely daunting. And also in the past, you had to throw it into a nonlinear editor, which is, you know, supporting, you know, 50 different layers. And you can superimpose these things and worry about your cuts and your transitions. And we take care of all that stuff for you. We try to give you enough glue that's going to hold together and you'll know, oh, this should kind of be like seven shots. I probably shouldn't have any shot that's running for 80 seconds. That's probably going to bore my uh, my viewer. So try 35 minutes, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> try 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But obviously, this is this is a. Um, do you do you think that the devices that we're carrying these days are now powerful enough to create commercially commercial grade videos? I think that you know we've already seen many filmmakers adopt the iPhone as their you know as their platform for production mm -hmm. or another smartphone, right? We've seen commercials that have aired on television, you know, shot with those with those phones. I think that the camera is getting there. If you're in daylight, you can shoot anything, no problem, it's gonna look beautiful. If it's nighttime and you don't have any assistance with lighting, it's not gonna look great, right? You have to know the limitations of your hardware at the time. The, the other thing we definitely recommend to people who are doing a lot of interview style work is microphones. Mm. You can buy, we have a blog where we cover all different types of hardware attachments for the iPhone and you know for use with director. And we talk about here's a great tripod to get if you're shooting a lot of stuff up yourself. Here's a great microphone that can plug right into the jack on your phone and it'll turn your video from semi-pro to pro in the audio spectrum. Because as soon as you get a lab mic on and everything's really crisp, it changes the changes game. everything. It feels exactly. Yeah, I subscribe to that as well. I mean, I you know the one thing is that uh, for this for this kind of interview, video can can come in and come out, but as long as the audio quality is high, 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 that's the most important piece for me is the audio quality, right? Right, and we do a lot of work now actually to do intelligent dynamic mixing when videos are being produced. So even if you shot a you shot without a microphone attached and you were just using the, the mic from the phone and you're talking to a subject that's across the room, we'll balance that audio and try to bring it into proper levels. Like not as if a professional sound engineer was sitting down, he's going to do it to 10. Yeah. But our goal is to get it to seven so that when your viewers are watching the video, they can hear the subject talking and everything's coming out clear. And the background and audio is properly you know, ducked so that you can come through cleanly when there's music playing in the background. Don't you find it amazing that you can do that on these devices now? Well, we actually do all of that in the cloud. So okay. Director is actually a cloud rendering platform. So uh, the phone is used for collecting footage, for managing the movie, for putting it all together. And when you take pr print, actually all your footage is ready in the cloud and we're st stitching it together and processing it in the cloud. What that enables us to do is you don't have to keep your phone on. You don't need to wait, you know, 10 minutes for it to process. If you ever tried to export a video in Final Cut, you'll know that if you're putting out a 1080p video on a four-core box, it's still going to take 30 minutes for it to render. Well, you know what? You don't want to sit for 30 minutes with your phone trying to do that. It's not going to work. And then you have to upload a high-def footage to the cloud again. Every time you make an edit, more uploads. So what we do is we have all the footage in the cloud. You want to go back in later, edit a particular shot, trim it up, no problem. You go do that from the phone, and we render it in the cloud again. How, what kind of experimentation did it take to be able to do this in a seamless way? Like I, I'm, I'm talking not only about, you know, understanding the template, understanding the process to be able to create a, a, a short movie, a film, or an ad or an interview, um, but also the user experience, the user interface, things that you had to build into this in order to be able to make the average Joe a filmmaker. 
I mean, I, honestly, it's it was just a tremendous effort, like on all fronts, both on the UX design and the technology side. Like we worked at this thing; it's going on two years now. We spent that first, you know, ten months with an original thought of how we should present this to users, with a lot of user testing and just building the groundwork for the for the technology. Then we take it out, put it in people's hands, see how they how they reacted to it. What Director looks like today is completely different from what we launched, right? We've learned a lot from iterating and you know using the product and then trying to move really quickly. It's why up to this point we've always been just iOS because we wanted to focus on making sure we had the UX right before we went and replicated it to multiple platforms. Now we're actually at the point where we are starting to pursue Android development because we have something stable that is really easy to use, is award-winning, and we know is functional for a normal person to pick up and use. Once my mom was able to pick up the product and make a video, I knew we were onto something. You know, you brought up so many great points there. One of them is is around um, the iterative process of, of this industry. So, I mean, as you said, I, I don't think the idea has changed in the two years since you had that epiphany, but the way that you've implemented that idea has gradually changed and morphed based on user experience and analytics and understanding and interviewing customers, right? Like, that's that's an important process. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's the most important part of building something. You know, if you think you're going to get it right out of the gate, well, you've never done anything before. Yeah, just <laughs> don't get out of the gate. Yeah. You're going to be extremely lucky, right? You need to put out what we always talk about is like minimal viable product and put it into people's hands. And that, if you are not embarrassed by your first product out the door, then you spent too much time putting your first product out the door. Or you're too heavily financed, like you raised $30 million. <laughs> you're lazy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we believe, you know, we put out something that as soon as it came out the door, I was like, wow, there are like a million things I want to change about this product. And we start to get feedback. You know, our original product was heavily constrained. We tried to have like as few knobs as possible. And we realized early on, like, okay, that's too much constraint. We were like so trying to not invent another nonlinear editor that we went too far to, you know, the other side of the spectrum. And we started adding in, you know, additional, you know, features and options so that people could make something without, you know, feeling like they were in a straitjacket. We still we don't want them to feel like in a straitjacket. We just want them to feel like they're almost on rails, so they can get on, you know, and drive down the road. Yeah, and, and but I mean I, I, that's that's an important thing to understand is that the evolution that you've taken here is you, I mean the consumer version of this product was out 14 months ago, um, and you are still just on one platform, moving into a second platform. So you know I know you know companies that uh, that I've worked with and that I've run and that I've started in the mobile space that that there's so much pressure to be on all platforms at at launch right how did you how did you push that back and then how did you know when you're ready for for the next platform I mean I think that we pushed it back because we told all our you know our team and you know our potential customers and our investor pool we said listen we're going to go after this on this one vertical right now it represents 30% of the US market we know that it also represents people who are interested in aesthetics, who you know buy it on average, and who take a lot of photos, take a lot of video. Let's start right there because we can. We know we can build it on a stable platform. At the time, even two years ago, if you're trying to build a video app on Android, you're going to run into such a large skew of hardware and, and different you know supported platforms. We'd be chasing our tails, you know, endlessly around you know small bugs that were related to hardware. We'd have to go buy you know 50 different devices to test against. Yeah. So just in terms of being practical, I was like, okay, uh, we have a tiny engineering team. Let's see what we can do well. Let's execute it well on one platform and then get going. Do you get nervous about moving, switching platforms? You know, the, the, the small intricacies or the difference in the user experience and expectations on those platforms? I think we have, at this point, really locked down what we like our user design to be around. Mm -hmm. We like the user experience of the app. 
and our engineering team is capable of doing anything. So that's the greatest thing about software, isn't it? I am not. Uh, I'm not in any way afraid of uh, moving on to another platform now. If you if you were looking at this problem today, say uh, you know you know you you came with this epiphany today, would you have built for Android first or iOS? Do you think? Can you answer uh, that? That's a great question. I don't. I don't know. I'd probably uh, have to think about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'll give you some time to think about it. Maybe maybe I'll bring that up at the end of the. Yeah. That, it's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people are still, you know, they talk about this uh, this migration to Android and Android first, but you know, a lot of the developers that I talk to still thinking, look, iOS because it's a closed platform. It's you know, it, it used to be one screen size, and and um, and the processing capabilities are amazing, and and you know, you have a. Um, I, I guess it comes down to that closed platform that that everybody likes. So uh, I'll give you some time if you want to answer yeah. that. That you can. Um, what what about some uh, tactics here? You know, there's two sides to this. One of them is uh, creation on a mobile device. Everybody talked about these devices as being consumption, right? And I think that we're we're realizing very quickly, and I think a lot of people knew this. You did two years ago. A lot of people did uh, that. It is also a creation device, and and you're you're demonstrating that with a great combination of the power of the device, the power of the computing, uh, the computing power in the cloud. Um, but uh, so there's two sides. There's the creation on the device, and then there's also the consumption on the device. But you're at the middle of both of those. So do you have any advice for people that are building uh, videos, even if they're they're going to go down and go and download director right after this show? Um, you know, what are some of the tips and tactics that you've seen that work really well when they're building on the device and then consuming on the device? You mean in terms of actually making product, yeah. in terms of coding, what is well, like I'm talking about, uh, so content creators. So they're out there building the content or creating videos or uh, episodes from from director. Uh, you, you know, is there any advice that you can give them on on how to shoot effectively and then how to distribute this effectively and when to distribute this effectively? Yeah, absolutely. I think on the content creation side, I think it's about look at the type of content you like to watch and try to emulate that. That's what we've tried to do around the storyboards. Uh, but I think it's really important to you know pay attention to when you're watching something. If you were, if you're trying to create a commercial, go look at any commercial that's made today on Hulu or it's on your broadcast network or it's on you know the web. It's going to be cutting every two three seconds. If you're taking a video about a conference, for example, and people aren't talking, you're basically getting a lot of B-roll showing what's happening. If you're not cutting every two seconds, you're going to bore your viewers. Um, and I think what we've what we've done in this latest version or in this last release is we totally revamped our trimmer, for example, because we understood that uh, the traditional trimmer, if you think about it, is basically these two handlebars, and you grab the right one, grab the left one, you move them back and forth. And this was built around, it's just a direct copy of the desktop model where you have a mouse and it's really fine precision, you can move it back and forth. And what we discovered is that that completely doesn't work or translate well into the mobile space, where if I have a three-minute piece of footage and I want to grab three seconds out of that, as I strength those handlebars really close together, I can't even pick that three-second window right. out of there. So we built, you know, from the ground up, a completely new trimmer and design. I think it's the best in class uh, in mobile today. And you basically have this really fine precision using touch gestures that we're very familiar with with mobile to shrink your window, move it around, and it allows you to have great control, which is what you need to do. So what I would say is, if you're going to make a video, make sure you're editing it because you're going to take a lot of footage, but then you really want to tighten it up. Right. And then, and then for distribution of that video, uh, you know, there's um, we're we're consuming everything. We're opening up email. The majority of the email that we open right now is on the mobile device. We're very responsive to MMS and SMS and in-app uh, notifications. Um, you know, and, and certainly there's this finally 
an understanding that a mobile uh, version of a website is necessary, uh, not only for search results, but also for the sanity of your customers that are looking at it on a smaller screen. Um, any recommendations about displaying that video? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the, you know, with Directory, you can create embed codes uh, built into the product that you can then drop on your blogs, drop inside emails, drop inside everywhere. And I would say the more video you can get out there, the better it will be for your business. Yeah. Because video is what converts best. It's what helps people understand the story of whatever you're doing best. And you should blanket the world with as much video as you can. And there's a, there's a company that can help you do that. Exactly. Uh, I was, uh, now, I want to I shift a little bit, uh, a little bit about forward thinking uh, around around what you guys are doing. And, and you know, you, you are. I mean, I think that mobile uh, has disrupted a lot of industries. And, and what you are doing is enabling that disruption around, uh, you know, complicated, comprehensive video editing suites. And I'm not saying that it replaces those, but it democratizes, as you say. So uh, how do you think that what you are doing and what you're doing with these devices and the software will impact movie making going forward. Do you, do you think that forward, like you, you think that, you know, the way that Instagram kind of, you know, added photos to everybody's thinking, right? That uh, as a social network, the way that um, you guys, do you think that what you're doing with the video side will, will have that kind of impact, do you hope? I think, I, I think that there's an existing whole space of film and television production that is not going to be touched by this at all. And I think that in general, there's going to be a lot of, you know, all of those uh, businesses will continue to exist. What I think we're doing is we're going to grab onto this giant long tail of untapped uh, marketing potential that has of people who have never considered making a video before because it's too expensive. Honestly, like if you went to a professional or semi-pro or even like semi-semi-pro company to, to create a, a piece of video, they're going to charge you $2,000 a minute. And most businesses don't have $2,000 to spend for a minute of video without knowing what they're going to get for it. With Director, we can offer all of those businesses the opportunity to make video, to tell their stories, and to turn out content really quickly that is, you know, the, that looks beautiful. So like, you fit that really great niche, right, which is in that spot. And, and it could be transient, right? They could use you as a stepping stone into to the greater side. And that, I think that has a lot to do with, with, with maybe there's a future revenue model. So, you know, your consumer version is free. Am I right? That's right, and then you've got a business version, which is which is obviously a, that's where you're gonna you're gonna make the money. But um, now we talked about this earlier on, which was these services that layer on top of that. Is that part of your future as well? Is it the the audio guy and the video guy, and and you start to create a little network of of uh, services around director? Yeah, absolutely. In, in the long term, we hope to be you know the beginning and end for all you know content marketing, video production for businesses. So if you want to start out, if you want to know what kind of hardware to get, if you want to know uh, once you finish your video, you want to have post-production graphics added on top of it, animation graphics. We can set that up for you. You need leaders and outros, you know, built for you that are splashy. You know, all of these things can come together inside a single platform. So that it's all accessible to you. You can you can have a professional perhaps look at your video after it's done, and for some fixed fee, uh, have it edited for you. Additionally, you know, we do that already on some of our uh, more expensive subscription plans. We have professional feedback on all of the on you know, a certain number per month. So you make a video, and we've done this right with many customers, you know, they send us a video, they're like, we'd love you to take a look at it. Often it's literally just, you know, it's taking, having a professional look at it and say, you know what, this shot, I know why you why you ran it for four seconds, but really in two seconds, it, the story is told. And we, we can move on. And if we pull that video down from 50 seconds to 30 seconds, we're generally making something that's much better. If you think, ah, maybe it's, it's too long, it always is too long. <laughs> Yes. No comments from the peanut gallery about this being too long, this video. Okay, please. 
Um, this is about learning. This is about, you know, getting as much out of these conversations as we can. No, 30 seconds doesn't cut it. Yes, no, we, we couldn't have this discussion in 30 seconds. This is a, uh, a conversation. This is not a advertisement. Exactly, exactly. I, 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 you know, you, you brought something up that it's very fascinating is that, uh, you know, what I see quite a bit is that you guys are not just focusing on a single revenue model. You are you are focusing on, uh, you know, a multiple ways of revenue of generating income. It, was that always a plan? What we've decided, you know, from the beginning that first we had to build a product that was worth someone spending money on. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time to get to that product. We were a small team and we were experimenting with an entirely new space. We had this idea, if we gave people storyboards to help them make something beautiful, would it help them make something that was more attractive, more professional looking? And very early on the feedback was yes, like we were very impressed with the stuff that, you know, everything, everybody from 12 year olds to, you know, 50 year olds were making. And uh, once we had that, we're like, okay, how do we refine the product to the point where we can start generating revenue from it? Um, and just just recently, we started, you know, having paid downloads for your finished video out of the consumer product. So we actually start bringing back in some revenue opportunities there. But we, as a, you know, a company, didn't feel right to take people's money until we could stand behind the product and be like, "This is a great product, worth you know paying for." And and so that that was the decision making point. A lot of guys think that you know there's a point where it it changes, right? Where where you look at each other in a room after a launch and you kind of look around and you look at the product and you think this is the natural transition from free to paid. Is that what happened with you guys? I think it was, we always were planning on having a real business out of it. We were not trying to build a rocket ship that someone else would purchase. We were trying to build something that would be lasting and matter. And it was really, we were always planning on having revenue. It was just an issue of when is a product good enough to start charging for it? Yeah. And then that just happened. That just happened. Yeah, I mean, it's a great philosophy. Is that you don't force you don't force uh, you know putting payments on something or, or charging for something uh, until you you know there's a pull. I think that that's ultimately what what would happen. Um, but I love the idea that you're you're generating you could be generating revenue from an entire marketplace of multiple sources of income as a result of this. You just you get the audience, you bring all these people in, you create value for them, it creates value for you. Um, were there any technical challenges, like big technical challenges that stuck out for you over the last couple of years that you thought, you know, this could be a, a business breaker if you don't solve these? I mean, with software, there's like it's, you're being hit by, you know, technology hurdles left and right or else you're not doing something interesting. Uh, honestly, like video is extremely complicated. Yes, it is. To do that on the phone and capture it, you know, even just on a single platform, you know, is extremely complicated. So getting video capture done right on the phone was extremely challenging. You know, making sure that it's reliably being transferred into our servers and that we're not losing any video files, we're never losing footage, because basically losing footage is like burning your negative. It's, you know, it's terrible. Uh, so those are like, these were giant challenges. And then on top of the, just the pure technology challenges, integrating all that complexity and hiding it from the user behind a beautiful user experience, that was really the hardest piece of it. You know, how much do we expose? How do we hide this from the user? How do we make sure they understand what's going on? When do they need to understand that this is related to data connectivity? This is related to battery life, whatever it is. Did you did you expect it to be that kind of like that the user interface would be the biggest challenge? Had I, I didn't expect any of the complexities that came uh. up in this product. You know, when you look at video, you're like, oh, it's so simple. But then when you actually start to break it down, there's the moving picture part, there's the audio part, there's the text, there's the motion graphics, there's the mix. There's how all this stuff comes together. And then on top of that, you have frame rates, you know, bit rates, conversion issues, uh, and the list goes on. 
You know, it's it's a it's a massive undertaking, but I think that this these these undertakings, if they, you know, and I don't want to be trite here, if they were simple, that everybody would be able to do these. And and, and I think that you see starting to percolate this industry around the uh, how important video is going to be in, in, in all of our lives uh, for capturing these specific moments. And I don't, 15 seconds is fine. Um, seven seconds or six seconds is fine. But to your point at the beginning of this, the experience that you want to create is something that you want to cherish forever. And, and you know, after my kid's uh, first birthday, for my kid's first birthday, I took you know, every video and I went through it for hours and you probably did the same thing, right? It's like, and I just, I distilled it down and I made this like seven minute video uh, out of an entire year. And it took me, you know, three weeks to put together and clip and do and all. I'm like, that is just not going to happen again. I love my kids, but right. you know, I let me spend three weeks with them and not editing them, right? So I think that this is a perfect example of capturing the things that you need to capture, whether it's in business or in personal, and, and getting something of good quality up there, not shaky, not crappy, um, but just absolutely perfect when it comes to structuring it so that you get the message across in a, in a short amount of time. Is that a good way yeah. to describe what you guys are doing? Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe what we're doing. I think that, you know, we're trying to break down a really hard problem uh, and, you know, that everyone has been confronted with since, you know, the dawn of the of the video age. And I think we've really cracked the code now and it's about getting out the word and helping people understand that they don't need to be afraid of making video anymore. That's right. And not to, you don't even have to be behind it. You can take great video. Um, that's right. All right, my last question here uh, has nothing to do with your business, has nothing to do with anything, doesn't even have to do that with Boston. Um, I, I'm interested in, in uh, what fascinates you. Is there, do you have an app that you've been using that was inspiring uh, or a service that you use that's inspiring or a book that you've read that has inspired you? You know, I think, you know, the app that, you know, in, the apps that inspire me most are the ones where, that are displacing traditional pain points in my life. So my, you know, my biggest turn to app right now is Uber. Because I'm constantly traveling around, you know, the city or moving around, and I want to get from point A to point B. And the traditional model there was terrible. Yes. You know, I actually had to like take a traditional cab the other day because I couldn't get Uber up and running. And I, you know, the experience was just completely off. I was like, why do I have to do this whole transaction? Why are you being so surly? You know, there's just exactly what's about, that odor? What's that you know, smell? There's something you? about that process of just like pick up my phone, pick me up here. I can review you. I know who you are, and I. If I need to complain, I actually know there's a company that's going to stand behind it. Whereas the traditional, you know, process of complaining to a taxi and limousine commission means I end up calling the people on the day, and it was a holiday, and they were closed. I was like, <laughs> I can be closed. I just had your. I know. I just had a service from you. you know what? Uber never closes. So businesses that you know are displacing major pain points and making them, you know, sane for my life. You know, I love those. Ellie, where should we send people? So you've got two different things. You've got a consumer version, you've got a business version. What should we do? Where should we send people? Uh, we want people to pay for things, but we also want people to use your product. Right, absolutely. So I would say to start out, you can just go on the web, director.co, D-I-R-E-C-T-R.co. You can see that'll take you directly to the business portal. You could sign up there online uh, for a free account, just get started that way, or if you're ready to just jump in, you know, sign up for a paid account right off the bat. Um, and we say to people, the purple build is for consumers, the blue build is for businesses. So if you've got the blue build, then you're, you know, you're swimming with the businesses. And then you've got this great resource in your blog where you're putting up best practices and you've also got great case studies and how do you, I mean, you've got all of these things on the blog. Is that where we should also direct them? Yeah, to? so the blog, if you're interested in, you know, hardware equipment, if you're mm -hmm. looking for tips and tutorials, uh, blog.director.co will take you to that 
Uh, there are also our links from our webpage. Amazing. Well, this is this has been something that is eye-opening for me. Uh, you know, as I've I've tried to do this, and I've, I've taken my phone with me, and you know, when I do live, I use an iPad Mini, an iPhone, a, a you know, an HD Logitech Cam, and and um and a microphone, an external microphone, and that is my setup now. And the whole thing costs less than a thousand bucks. Right, right. You that, got a studio that, in the small back. It's amazing. So I, I look forward to this moment where I can actually use this on the road, and I'll be doing that in the coming months. So I will let you know how that goes. And if you guys Fantastic. out there, if you have any issues, any any feedback, always send them to uh, you know help at director.co. Always happy to answer emails, help people out whether they're trying to figure out how to make a movie or they have some technical problems they're trying to solve. So there you go. I expect if you guys are out there listening or watching this, if you created a movie with director, I would love to see it. Send me a link. You can reach out to me at robinandtether.tv or you can uh, just uh, tweet it at me at, at Rob Woodbridge. I think that it would be fascinating to see. Uh, and I know that hopefully you guys are collecting these great videos as well. Is there one that stuck out for you that has been like, oh my God, they we made they made that with our software? I mean, honestly, it's like at least, you know, every couple of days there'll be something where we're just amazed that somebody has turned this around in both the consumer and the business space, you know, seeing how people use it. And it's mostly just a surprise of how many different businesses are out there you know it's kind of inspiring the the breadth of business that exists in this country and you know globally uh, it's just remarkable if you think of anything there's probably a business that's trying to support that and they should probably be making video with the director to tell their story perfect Ellie thank you so much for doing this I really appreciate it you guys who are listening so tell me I do four of these a month these episodes maybe a couple of more was that worth 25 cents because if it was, man, you have to go to patreon.com forward slash untether and just click sponsor for a buck. One dollar. If that was worth 25 cents, think about what else I can bring to you. I'd appreciate it. I, I love your support. Thank you, Ellie, for doing this. I really appreciate you doing this, uh, spending some time with us on untether.tv. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. My Ellie. pleasure.